He said to them, where is your faith? They were amazed and afraid and said to one another, who then is this that he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him? Luke chapter eight, verse 25. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Dowd. And I'm Reagan Gilliland. And this is Off Script, a podcast where every week we take a deeper dive on last Sunday's sermon, talk about the theology behind it, and get a chance to discuss anything that ended up on the cutting room floor. This is always the longest sermon series of the year, Lent, just because of the way the calendar goes. But yep. so far, so good. Yeah, have you ever thought about just cutting it in half? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> we could do half Lent, half what? I don't know. Something else? Something else. I don't know. <laughs> Just mix it up. Put that down for next year. All right. Lent deserves its full, it its full atten- our full attention. But this this year is a little different because oftentimes I'll do a, we'll do a five-week series and then we'll do Palm Sunday as its own thing. Mm-hmm. But because we're doing the overview of Jesus' life, it's just it ends up being a six-week series. So on Saturday night when I was going to the sermon with my wife, like I always do, she's like, next to last <laughs> Next to last Sunday. How, like, many, how long is this series? She's like, I'm not going to be there next Sunday. Can you wrap this up? I mean, the good news is you did two. And yeah. And then I'll end up doing four. So yeah. it doesn't, it's not, it's not quite, it's a, it mixes it up a little bit when you got two different preachers doing it. Yeah. Not quite as much as a beating because a six week, it's a, it's a. Six weeks is a long. It's a long one. But I mean, you know, overview of Jesus life, not bad. Yeah. There's a lot of good material. So <laughs> thank, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you, baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this past week, a great Sunday. We had baptism. We had communion. Yeah. 945. I'm not in 945. It went well. Yeah. Apparently. Yes. Except they they were tracking with you with the movie Miracle, which we'll get to. Yeah. But now 11, like. like I'm like, y'all, <laughs> what is going on out there? 945, they were, to- they were, they were laughing along. They were, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, listen, dear listener. I don't want you to think we judge this, the different services, but there, but there are noticeable differences between what resonates between each service. And it's really, it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean the, um, yeah, I guess we'll get into it. So we're talking about miracles. Miracles. Yeah. How do you pronounce that word? Miracles. Miracle. I had to listen to it on my, on Merriam Webster because I'm, I'm inclined to say miracle. How do you say it, Ashley? Miracle. I just tried to say it miracle? without thinking about it. Miracle. Miracle. So like like M-A-R-E almost. I miracle. think it would depend. But it's actually miracle. The miracle. Miracle. I definitely – Am I doing it wrong o. still? I, I, I challenge everyone to say the word out loud because I really wanted to say miracle, but I had to get it right because I was going to say it like a hundred times in the sermon. Yeah. And so I listened to it and it's – it's miracle because it's M I R. But I've always, I th- I'm pretty sure I've always pronounced it miracle. Oh, it's a is miracle. that how you say America? Is that how you say it? <laughs> no, different oh. thing. Okay, I didn't know. Save that for. Are oh, you going to be on? No, you'll be back from maternity leave. That's my what first sermon, July third. Excellent, but so, we're not doing off script then. So yeah, we won't have a chance to process it. We won't be able to. But you should. Hmm. I mean, you should take a lot of cues <laughs> from me on how to pronounce words. I'm really good. I'm really known for <laughs> that's that. Your, that's your wheelhouse. That's your spiritual gift. <laughs> totally. I love every class I teach. They're like, "How do you say that person's name or town?" I'm like, um, "Wrong person to ask." No, I got a book for that. I don't know that. <laughs> I'm like, 
the book is so the book is go to. It's so key. Yeah, I'm just like I Did can I buy still... copies of everybody. I need one of those. That's the joke. <laughs> Don't worry. It's real subtle. <laughs> just try this. I thought of you when I saw this. <laughs> Because I sit there cringing every time. How many time. copies did I buy? I think just... I didn't was get just one. I think, that got I think just me and Kristen were gifted. You got one? Why? Oh. Because it was because of the podcast. Oh, because of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think we said something. I can't remember what it was that oh, we yeah. like so egregiously It was, yeah. It was, this is during COVID. <laughs> we were all remember. under a lot of stress. We were. <laughs> I was... It was just... I slurred my words. I don't know. How have you not given me this book yet, Chris? I mean... Come on, you have to. You don't have you don't have a copy of this book. Uh-uh. You really do need a copy I of this book. It's got a like a mouth on the front. I don't remember. It. <laughs> it's it's called. Uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, I pull it out probably twice a month uh-huh. to make sure that I'm saying something correctly in yeah. Bible study. Okay. Well. Anyway, anyway, the moral of the story is, it's technically pronounced miracle, but if you want to say miracle, yeah. that's fine. Okay. Um, okay, so let's talk about – you did give a couple definitions, but if we were to ask you think the average person on the street what a, what a miracle is, what yeah. do you think they would say? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I, I think I think you probably go right to walking on water, multiplying fishes and loaves. I, I do think actually there's something in, in the popular imagination that goes immediately to the magic trick kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the same – it's not the same um, – like it's just not – Shouldn't be possible. Okay. Right? Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. So do you think most people would still associate with something of God or would they just say more? Oh, you mean like something that happened in, mo- in modern day? Or are you talking about the Yeah. Bible? Like, oh. like if we were to ask someone on the street today, like, what is a miracle? Huh. Do you think they'd be like, oh, it's something God does? Or do you think they'd be like, oh, it's something we can't, mm. just something we can't explain? Mm. Probably the latter. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Huh. That's a good question. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. It's interesting. I decided to look it up. Yeah. The Psych- Encyclopedia Britannica says, A miracle is that which causes wonder and astonishment, being extraordinary in and of itself and amazing or inexplicable by normal standards. Huh. Which is interesting because that just huh. makes it sound like something that wows you. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then the... The yeah, Merriam-Webster right definition is really, it just made me fun, it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Were you in church yesterday? <laughs> Did you hear the sermon? I'm looking at Ashley. I know I know Reagan heard it. No, I listened to Haley preach yesterday. Okay. Sorry. All right. Fine. Whatever. I'm not trying to pick favorites. <laughs> whatever. But She's you not. are not the favorite. I mean, you wouldn't have gotten my movie references anyway. Uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Probably either one of them. Too young. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Merriam-Webster, had you been in church yesterday? An extremely outstanding, an extremely outstanding. That's Miriam Webster. That's the best thing to come up with. An yeah. extremely outstanding or unusual event, thing, or accomplishment. That's the that's the second definition of miracle. Extremely outstanding. Yeah, hmm. I checked it like three times because that doesn't that doesn't just doesn't seem very scholarly. But that's what they say: an extremely outstanding or unusual event, thing, or accomplishment. Okay, then what's your Bible? And then the the Harper Collins Bible Dictionary. Yeah. Uh, defines miracles as special interventions by God on behalf of humankind. Special interventions by God on behalf of humankind. And that that actually extrapolates really nicely to where we end up going with the sermon. Okay. So we'll get there. So you opened up talking about the Olympic hockey match between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. Yes. Are you going to ask me just as you? What? 
you boom roasted me. I, d- I know. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> Did you watch this game? Um, yeah. Okay. It was a big deal. And I specifically remember talking about it. I, my stepfather and I were at the Knights of Columbus Pancake Breakfast. And okay. it was that weekend of that game. Okay. And we still had to beat Finland. But it was all the talk. Yeah. The old timers. And my question, was it hard to keep track of which team was who when the TV was in black and white? No? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So we did have uh, – it was the channel where you had to watch it at the right time and you had to walk yeah. over and change the channel. Now it was at Lake Placid, so it was on our time zone. I was living in D.C. at the time. Okay. So I, right. I, I, it was very clear who the Americans were and who the okay. Soviets were. And it's funny, when I Googled it last night, yes. just Miracle Miracle on Ice is like the second – it pops up. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, okay. Like I wasn't just making it up. I know, but it's just funny that that was like a top search. Yeah. So <laughs> Ashley's like, whatever. And not only know. that, but the movie about the mm-hmm. game is called – Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. 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 Which I think I have seen. But I don't know. I feel like Miracle on Ice, I feel like that's more ice capades. <laughs> if I was going to judge or Christy Yamaguchi, I don't know. Um, hockey, sure, but I don't know. Just saying. I had a, I had a poster of Christy Yamaguchi on my wall when I was a kid. So there's that. Um, do you know who was uh, – there's a guy in the movie Miracle. He was on Friends. Do you know who he played? On Friends? I know you don't like Friends. <laughs> no, it's not an appropriate show. <sighs> Says Ashley's parents in 1994. <laughs> they were correct. <laughs> My parents were like, whatever. That and Power Rangers. Well, then it was a no-go. <laughs> <laughs> Power Rangers and Friends were both out. Who? Who are we talking about? Um, Tag, who was Rachel's boyfriend. He's like one of the main guys. Joshua. Not that's Josh. a different, that's yes, a different so, boyfriend. But yeah, that's a different boyfriend. Okay. Anyway, okay. So, okay, question. Do you put the miracles of Jesus in a separate category from the things in the Old Testament that are sometimes deemed miracles? Um, in a separate category? Yeah. No. Okay. No, no. No, I would say, so that definition from the HarperCollins Bible Dictionary, I mean, God, before Jesus, worked through Moses famously, mm-hmm. right? The prophets in general had some miraculous things, worked through them. The Exodus is full of stories, miraculous stories, feeding stories. Yeah. So, no, I think it's the same category. Okay. Just different. Um, I mean, with Jesus, obviously, it's God incarnate doing it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, same same idea. Okay. Do we mislabel anything as a miracle? I guess the word is – so does the word miracle come up a lot in actual scripture, like old, or like especially Old Testament? Does it ever come up? I don't know if it does. I don't think people like deem it as a miracle. They, it's more like. I think that's a, that's a really good question. I was like, does the word Trinity come up? I mean, the word Trinity yeah. doesn't come up in the Bible, right. but we take it pretty seriously. It's um, more just like God did this. God, yeah. Right? God's not like, here comes a miracle. Yep. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> I'm going to show you a miracle. <laughs> people like, oh, that was a miracle. Did they I talk don't... about it when people are talking about and they heard of the miracles that he had done? Or is like, isn't no? That... I don't think so. I don't. I, I mean, I'm hitting the Googler. Now I'm. I think it's more like they heard of his like teaching, great works. Yeah, great works. I mean, even in the story that, like, the verse that I read at the top of the podcast, they just talk about what, like, what he did. 
But I'm not sure the word miracle actually appears in the Bible. That's really a good question. Yeah. Did you Google that? <laughs> it is not coming up. I see works and wonders. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that word actually appears. That would have been a fun thing to talk about. But yeah. I wanted to talk about hockey and Bruce Almighty instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in, in your sermon, you say what you say right before, but the, the excerpt that I have is an example of how miracles are a demonstration of the power of God to help those in need. Yeah. I was talking about the widows, the yes. raising of the widows. Son. In every case, miracles are used by Jesus to help, to save, or to deliver others. Talk about why this is important. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a special intervention by God on behalf of humanity is not to show off, right? It's not to show God's power. It's always, there's a, there's a function for it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's also the it's also true in the Old Testament that it was never just a, an act of um, like to show God's example. It was always in the in the uh, to aid God's people in some way, mm-hmm. and so that's why like there's um, I believe it's in the Gospel of Thomas, which is not in the Bible. Um, Jesus works miracles to show off. Like you know this, like he he uh, he's like showing off for a girl. Okay, true story, and he makes. Um, clay pit look like these clay birds and then he makes them come to life and they fly away <laughs> like because he's trying to get a date or whatever yeah like that and the reason that's so dissonant is because that's not the way jesus works i mean that's not what he does um <laughs> another story i think it's also from the gospel of thomas is he gets mad at a kid so he pushes yeah. him off a roof or something and kills him and then yeah. he realizes he did something wrong so he raises him from the dead yeah. <laughs> there's a book that's actually in my hospital bag to read it's like based on that of of his um Wait for the baby. No, it's for me to read. I mean <laughs> I was like <laughs> <laughs> Do we have not, we don't have a rim shot? Thing? Oh no. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah. oh I bet I do, but oh, we'll, we'll test that later. So yeah, my hospital bag when I go to the For you when you go to the hospital, I, I'm trying to make sure when I have my knows baby. what's going on. Yeah. Like you just don't have random like in other words, you're not taking this to visit people in the hospital and say, <laughs> no. Read this fun book about Jesus. Yeah. Or I'm like, own. I don't really want to talk to you. I'm gonna read you this book. But and sit by your bed. Um, no, it's uh, it's called I think Lamb, and it's about his like yeah. his best like having this childhood friend. But I think it talks about those instances. I think are really funny. It's funny to think about Jesus doing that. As a kid. <laughs> it is funny, um, but it's also not. I mean, I mean that just sounds outlandish because uh-huh. we know that's not that's not the point of a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think. You handle talking about miracles very well because miracles are, I feel like, really tricky because in, like, church faith world, people can get, I don't know, it depends on your theology. Yeah, it does. Like, so talk about how do you explain mm-hmm. God's intervention in the world with, like, miracles or not, whatever. You know, how do you explain that to someone? Well, I mean, I mean so I made the point at the end of one of the services – that when you talk about a subject like this uh, as a pastor or a preacher, you get people telling you their own stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole series has been like that. So when I talk about Jesus as a teacher and I talked about an example of my own teacher that was memorable. I had people telling me about their teachers who were memorable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really fun. I love that kind of an engagement. And, and with this subject, miracles, there are like three stories from the congregation yesterday specifically of like these I mean, what we would call, at least colloquially, these miraculous healing stories, like mm-hmm. things that should not have medically been possible that happened. Um, 
that faithful people, of course, would attribute to the power of God. But when you read the stories in the, in the New Testament, it, and this is typically from people who are skeptical or agnostic or um, I would say uh, kind of at the more progressive end of the schedule uh, of the spectrum that tend to read things a little more, more metaphorically. Mm-hmm. They can seem kind of like quaint stories <laughs> that earlier people used to believe in in the same way that they believe the earth was flat. Wait, right? what? <laughs> then if you're kind of at the other end of the spectrum, if you're in a more like in a tradition that tends to be more towards like the literalist end of the spectrum, then it's offensive for, to not believe that these things really truly happen the way they were told in the New Testament. Um, you know, I, I would put myself in, I mean, I always describe myself as Orthodox. So, I, I mean, I read them and I believe them because Jesus is God incarnate and Jesus can do whatever Jesus chooses to do. And that's what I, that's the way I phrased it in the, in the uh, sermon. But it, it, it does end up being, and for, and, you know, frankly, Easter is like that too. I mean, the whole, the, for people who are skeptical or agnostic or read everything metaphorically, some people even put Easter in that category. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I don't, but, there's even if you do, I think there is a way to understand the special intervention of God in the world through us mm-hmm. that's actually pretty compelling and powerful. So that we're not sitting around waiting for our incurable disease to be miraculously healed. We can actually be instruments of healing and peace and kindness for people who are in that circumstance. Does it yeah. make sense? Yeah. Which is where I ended up going with the sermon. Yeah. I mean, do you think in general, um, you know, Western Christianity, we have trouble talking about miracles and believing in them because of just, or just in, in today's time, having the internet, having, we just want to explain everything away, <laughs> right? Or we want it. Yes. We want, this is the stuff that like the history channel. I used to love the history channel okay. in the two thousands when it was actually history. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> UFOs in the earth. Oh my God. And now it's just constant ancient aliens and. I mean, whatever. If you, like, if, you, if that's compelling for you, that's fine. But I don't need a scientific explanation for how the parting of the Red Sea could actually have happened. Okay. You know, I, I don't. I don't need that. I don't. I don't need. This is a different category. It's kind of. I don't want to get us too far off track. I don't need the actual remnants of the Ark to be found on some mountain in the Middle East to convince me <laughs> of the importance of that story. Yeah. I know that's a little bit of a different thing. Our post-enlightenment, scientifically inclined thinking mm-hmm. makes us – makes some people skeptical of these stories. I, and I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm just not. But I do think we shy away from mm-hmm. sometimes talking about them yeah. um, because of kind of a baked-in skepticism to anything supernatural. Yeah. We just were obsessed with having an answer and being able to explain everything. And I do think you are kind of the perfect person to talk about this because you are what I would consider very academic, <laughs> very like, um, I don't know, like you're just you're science-based, like you're, there's so much, but then yet you have this incredible, when you look at the miracles and the healings and stuff, like you're like, well, yeah, absolutely. And so like, <laughs> I think you're a good example for people to say like, you're not, it's not like you're not engaging your mind when you think about faith or you read the Bible, but you still allow yourself to believe in these things that don't really have 
concrete answers mm-hmm. or like yeah. reasons. And yeah. so I think, I don't know, it was really good for you to kind of share both. Um, yeah, thanks. Just, I'm not sure that I've ever preached on, I mean, on, on the subject of miracles per se. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm, I know I've read some of these texts and preached on them, but there's a lot of ways you can go on it. Like yeah. the whole, the whole, the story of uh, the disciples with Jesus on the Sea of Galilee, the storm comes up, he's asleep, they wake him up. The different the different gospels to interpret that differently. Mm-hmm. And you can always go with the disciples to having no faith. There's in Matthew, Peter steps out on the, on the water and there's like, I mean, I had oceans in my head <laughs> when I was that song oceans. When, yeah. I, when I was reading uh, that text this week to, adr- to, to talk about the subject of miracles per se, like what is going on in these stories? What, what do they have to teach us about faith, about how God acts in the world, interacts in the world. I thought it was, I mean, it's an important part of his ministry. So, mm-hmm. to to, kinda, to not address it, I think would be um, missing a big a chapter, anyway. Yeah. Of this story. Oh, for sure. Have there ever been? Um, have people shared some like? Um, I know some people shared in like the receiving line, kind of some miracles of their own. But um, read books, or have you talked to people that have seen these like really miraculous things they had no ex- explanation for? Especially, I always feel like missionaries sometimes have like really incredible <laughs> stories. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've read them over the years. None really jump out. M- most of the ones that like uh, that people would talk about in church are healings. Yeah. Um, things that they should, accidents they shouldn't have been able to pull through. Um, a last minute kind of deliverance mm-hmm. to prevent an accident. I mean, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I mean... And everybody's experience is their experience, you know what I mean? And I, and I believe that God works in in all kinds of ways that are unseen. The point is today that, for me anyway, uh, the way God most often intervenes, these special interventions by God on behalf of humankind, are through us, <laughs> are through mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Which is, a, I mean, it was kind of a perfect timing to talk about serving together today. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever gone through phases where you've dismissed a miracle or been quick to say internally, well, that will never happen? Like preemptively, like beforehand, like somebody's praying for a miracle or even Yeah. Like, okay. So I've, I've had times and this is me like confessing when someone has got a very, very bad diagnosis mm. and like talking to someone like, but we're just going to pray. And like internally, sometimes my first reaction is like, there's no way, mm. you know, yeah, and yeah. I hate that. <laughs> right. I don't know if I've just been kind of conditioned right. to be like, well, I mean, look at, look at the stats. There's no way. Right. I don't know if you've ever gone through that at times, or maybe I'm just the bad person. <laughs> no, you're definitely not a bad person. I mean, I, I think that's also a way to emotionally protect ourselves. Yeah. Right. If it's somebody that we're close to or whatever, to expect the worst and hope for the best kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, healing miracles are, uh, are kind of a different category. And we dealt with those separately in that other sermon. Um, but I would say, uh, I, I mean, at this stage in my life, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I'm not all that skeptical okay. <laughs> about the power of God to work. Okay. That doesn't mean that I think that I'm hemming and hawing here because I, I just, uh, I believe that God can choose to do whatever God chooses to do. And I believe that if God doesn't choose to do something that uh, is the human expectation or hope, that that doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad outcome. 
Okay. Right. Because we believe in that what comes next is good. Yeah. Um, although what, what is here is wonderful and incredible. I just, uh, when you're around people who believe in God long enough, mm-hmm. whether that's in the church or um, people who are deeply faithful in other ways, the things that seemed impossible happening are not uncommon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so obviously I think about bad alcoholic who finally puts down the drink or a drug addict who just, it just seems like they're never going to get it and something changes and they get clean and sober or a relationship that's just kind of fundamentally broken that ends up getting restored or a, a circumstance, whether it's relationship based or kind of, I mean, where uh, the example I used yesterday was, it didn't seem possible that there would be peace and yet there's peace. Yeah. I think God's at work in all of that because of our theology of the Holy spirit mm-hmm. and because of our theology of believing that, that, uh, that God works primarily, mm-hmm. not only, not solely, but primarily through us. And if, and the thing about reading these stories in Luke's gospel is that we know there's a part two in acts. Yeah. And then we know there's a part three, which is unwritten which is us. Yeah. And the through line there of the Holy spirit is very clear <laughs> and it's, and the Holy spirit is God at work. I just, I, I, I mean, there's not much that I believe more than that. Okay. Uh, and so with God, all things are possible. I totally believe that. I don't think that, um, like the healing that doesn't come, I don't think is a result of God not caring or God or people not praying enough or anything like that. I don't believe that. Yeah. I think that God really does work in incredible ways. And, um, I love that. I'd really, you've seen Bruce Almighty. Yeah. I mean, it's been years, but I remember seeing when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, first two, the first two services, I said that it came out in 2003 and then I stopped saying that because that seems like a long time ago before <laughs> I thought about it. It was 20 years ago. Like there's two beautiful things about that movie. In my opinion, one is this whole thing, be the miracle, which I can sound trite until you think through the deep theology underneath it. Oh yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is, um, he, wants his girlfriend to do something different. And then in the end he comes around and says, I want her to see herself through my eyes, which is the way you see her. Mm-hmm. And then Morgan Freeman says, now that's a prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this notion of seeing each other through God's eyes, yeah, really, really good theology. Oh, it's, it's very good. Yeah. So, and I, I leaned over to actually miss this part yesterday. So I leaned over to, uh, Reagan at the last service. And I said, I, I was really, when we when we got into the Morgan Freeman stuff, I was going to say when they do the remake of Bruce Almighty, cause it's 20 years old now, pretty sure Will Smith has written him out of the casting for God. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe that's too, it too, was too soon. I know. I was like, too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> so, oh, goodness, goodness. I mean. I would have gotten a laugh. Well, maybe uncomfortable. Maybe uncomfortable. Just me from the back. Slow clap. <laughs> but you would have to be there. That's true. Yeah. Boom. This is awkward. That's a boom roast. Boom. Yeah. Did, did Haley have a well, – like what did Haley talk about yesterday? Haley shared an awesome story about her little brother who's adopted. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. It's a good one. Go listen to it. But um, she kind of talks about how miracles feel like big things, but they're also small things. Uh-huh. The day that her mom, her mom keeps a diary 
um, like not religiously, but she keeps a really tight diary. And the day that she decided that they decided to pursue adoption and put in all the paperwork was the day her brother was born. Oh, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then they got him two years huh. later. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, but did she talk about the miracle on ice? She didn't. No hockey. She was not born then. No, no she's probably about ice capades. No, she, no ice capades. Okay. I bet, like me, one of the only hockey movies she's ever seen is about the Mighty Ducks. Right, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> Max said that it was on the Disney Channel. Like, yeah, there's two great hockey movies: Miracle and Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it's true. It's no, I liked what you said earlier. How if you're in the church long enough, you're able like hearing people's story. Like it is easy. It's easier to name things as like a miracle. I think in our vernacular, we we're like, well, it's a coincidence or things just came together, right. you know, and trying mm-hmm. to move away from that. And when I f- find that I'm getting a little bit cynical or I'm not trying to explain things away, why can't I just submit and say something's happening here that I can't explain or mm-hmm. God's doing it or God's working through people, mm-hmm. you know, and that can be kind of a discipline because it's mm-hmm. very easy mm-hmm. to, I don't know if it's because I don't want to be assigning it to God, I'm like, well, what if I'm disappointed? <laughs> then is that going to affect my relationship with God? But mm-hmm. if I'm like, well, science just failed, then there's no like heart in it. Like, I don't know. Huh. Like you're spiritually protecting yourself. Yeah. So huh. maybe that's why people, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Miracles, it's just, it's a, it's a, it can be a tricky topic for people. Um, but I think it was, I loved the be the miracle. I loved your benediction at 11 all the ones around us, it was just a good reminder to think, oh my gosh, there are miracles like every day. And that quote of Albert Einstein. Isn't that great? It was so good. I love that quote. Yeah. So that one's, uh, I mean, he's He's pretty smart. smart, Yeah. He said that. (laughs) Yeah. He's pretty smart. So there are only two ways to live your life. One is though, one is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, um, I mean, we both kind of had dramatic, pregnancy stories like when we were having kids right yeah. y'all did and we and we did too and I, I do think if you've had the the tremendous honor and blessing of having kids grandkids it's easier to talk about miracles mm-hmm. <laughs> right i mean it's the the whole the whole the whole way that uh, that happens like that there's so much that can go wrong mm-hmm. that when, when you finally get to meet your child, it's like the, it's, it is the, it's the greatest thing in the world. It's also, it's also a pretty miraculous thing. I, mm-hmm. I was listening to a book by Bill Bryson, um, called a, a brief history of everything or a short history of everything. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, he does a great job at the beginning talking about how it is actually a miracle that life exists at all. Mm-hmm. Like all the, all the factors in the universe that had to come together at exactly the right time in exactly the right way at precisely the, uh, the right temperature and biochemistry, yes. everything that had to happen for us to be here at all is a miracle. And, um, I don't know what his theology is. I don't know, um, how he meant the, that, but I just don't like it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is absolutely the work of God. And, and what the thing is, if we take that seriously, if we believe that, then that carries through with a whole bunch of other pieces of our theology, if it is truly a miracle that human life exists at all, then isn't it our responsibility to take care of human life, mm-hmm. to actually care about other humans, to do everything that we can as a society, and as a church, to make sure people flourish. Like mm-hmm. it took a whole lot for God to make this all possible. Mm-hmm. 
And we tend to be way better at screwing it all up than we do about contributing to things that make life flourish. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, I mean, the news out of, out of Ukraine is just horrifying. It's just horrifying. And there's a whole sermon in there about evil for sure. But there's always, there's also just, I mean, just a disregard for the miracle that is human life is, uh, depressing and infuriating and, um, upsetting. And so, you know, I, this has a direct connection to me with our, um, the collection we took up for, 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 uh, for Poland, mm-hmm. <clears throat> for Ukrainian refugees, um, like, I don't know, we've inherited a pretty miraculous thing and it's our job, I think, to do as much as we can to help it along. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's good. I feel like that's a good place to wrap it up, to wrap it up. So, okay. Next week or this coming Sunday is Palm slash Passion Sunday. Mm-hmm. The funny thing about that is in the years that we're reading Luke, there are no palms in Luke's version of the story. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we're going to call it Cloak Sunday. Can you, do you? Is there a better image? For, I know the image is already set for palms, but it's fine. I'll just I'll just do it again. I'll just. <laughs> She's got time. You're not doing anything. If you can go back up to your team right after this and say, "Ah, uh, <laughs> we've we've got I've got great news. We've got we're going to four make... days. <laughs> we're gonna do cloaks. Cloaks. like it look will look like just a pile of laundry. That's that's <laughs> not fun. <laughs> so I haven't started writing the sermon yet, but I think uh, you know we've talked about all the different aspects of Jesus life. Um, if there's ever a Sunday to talk about the cross, it's this Sunday. I mean, you should always talk about in some way, yes, the sacrifice and atonement and all that, but uh, kind of in an intentional way, we may do that this Sunday or we may end up going just straight kind of reception in Jerusalem and kind of the culmination of his ministry and all that kind of stuff. We'll see where the spirit leads. Yeah. And then two weeks, well, 13 days from the time we're recording this, mm-hmm. less than that by the time it gets uh, published, um, is Easter, yeah. which will be amazing. And we have five services that day, right? So 7 a.m. out by the fountain. Mm-hmm. That's the modern team. Three in the sanctuary, 8, th- 8 o'clock, 9.30, and 11. And then 11 o'clock in modern. And then um, leading up to that, we've got 7 p.m. on Monday, Thursday, 7 p.m. on Good Friday. So lots going on, Life lots of the Church. Lots going on, yeah. Two weeks from manana. Yeah. Manana's tomorrow. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's when baby Killian arrives. Baby Killian arrives. Killian Gilliland. Yep. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah. May he live to his namesake. <laughs> and you... Oh. <laughs> and you... What? You still haven't... You're not letting the cat out of the bag on the actual name for the child until you meet him. Because mm-hmm. is, that, is that because like you just want to have a big reveal, or you think you might change it at the last minute if he doesn't look like Killian? <laughs> no, uh, for the big reveal, and just you don't have to, not that our the name's weird, but it's just that people are like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> yeah, people's reactions. <laughs> I just I can't deal with the. Plus, they have to talk it over, run it by him, make sure. It, I mean, you don't want to just the baby. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's going to talk a lot, but I could be wrong. I don't know. You got smart genes. And uh, <laughs> the baby's projected to be like 15 pounds? I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell. No no telling? I've had a big baby. I've had an average baby. There's oh. just no telling. Okay. All right. So that's two weeks from tomorrow. But yeah. we won't actually get 
any kind of updates on this until really the fall, right? I mean, because that'll be because you'll be on maternity leave, and then we'll be off for the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe we can all come to your house. Yeah, that sounds like a great set up a studio in your great, house. Yeah. I mean, we'll bring food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe like right when I get home from the hospital, <laughs> just go have it set like, up. Yeah. It's a really good time for me. <laughs> You could get first comments. I'll still be on a lot of drugs. Yeah. So, I mean, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? And uh, then we could also probably get – is Scott going on paternity leave? He is. So then, I mean, we could probably, like, mm-hmm. interview him. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, the other thing I wanted to call to the attention of the Offscript community is that you've joined the fraternity slash sorority of um, – minivan drivers yeah i got a minivan last year. that is exciting so welcome to the club yes it's life-changing it's so much easier to get the kids in and out it is i don't i'm not like don't bang the door don't 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 have to worry about that yeah exactly you don't have to worry about banging other car doors Mm -hmm. okay and jude like jude is all about it because he'll be like i go a new car yeah new car like that's all he says yes let's go a new car (laughs) it's so cute i'm like i love you what's what's your favorite feature Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, probably the vented seats. Mm, that's that's, pretty key. that's really nice. Man, I love those heated seats when it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. And a heated because oh, you have steer- the same. We have the same vehicle now. Yeah. Well, it's actually Whitney's. I don't drive it all much. <laughs> heated steering wheel. Really? Yeah. Man. Or like, you know how it's hard to see out the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just press a button and the headrest go, <gasps> and so it's like all open. <laughs> and our sunroof is like the whole car. So, got yeah. like that Tesla ceiling on it. Basically, it's basically a Tesla. <laughs> she's a, she's wow. driving a Tesla minivan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got the first edition. <laughs> the, the beta first, testing. The very first one. <laughs> it was one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> the kids actually drive. We it. live in it now because it's all we could afford. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> so and it took a year and a half to deliver. That's yeah, awesome. that's great. All right, y'all. Well, it is great spending some time with you uh, midweek. We'll be back next week with another edition of Offscript. God bless. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Offscript. It was hosted by Reverend Chris Dowd, produced by Ashley Danner as a part of the Christ United Podcast Ministries. You can visit cumc.com backslash podcasts in order to see all of the series we have available. Like, subscribe, and follow us so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you for supporting us. Have a great week.